Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Blaze Radio Network. And now, Chewing the Fat with Jeff Fisher. Well, well, well. It looks like Sam Brinton, they, them, no longer a Department of Energy employee. Remember him? Uh, it was just a couple of weeks ago when the news broke that he stole a woman's suitcase from the Minneapolis airport back in September. And they tried to reach out to him and he was on leave at the time. Huh. Okay. Well, now, and I said this cannot be the first time. And there you go. It comes up that, yes, he did it before, at least one time before, in Las Vegas at the uh, beautiful Harry Reid International Airport. He is seen on video (laughs) uh, making off with a $320 bag from Las Vegas. And uh, the bag contained more than $3,500 worth of jewelry, clothing, makeup. Okay, so that's what he was hoping for in Minneapolis and didn't get, right? In Minneapolis, he took the suitcase, the Vera Bradley suitcase, and he was hoping for a lot more items in it. And the items were, you know, with the Vera Bradley suitcase and the items inside was a little over $2,000. The time at Harry Reid, he got lucky and got a $320 bag, which is about the Vera Bradley price for suitcases, but it contained jewelry and makeup and he was all happy about that (laughs) and so he's definitely gonna do that again if he hadn't done it already i mean i don't necessarily want to spend the time scouring uh scouring uh surveillance video from airports but his travel schedule was public at the time as he was working as you know in our department of energy as the deputy assistant secretary for spent fuel and waste disposition at the DOE's office of nuclear energy. So, I mean, that's a good gig and it's a long business card, but he is no longer employed there. So big surprise. And Sam could face prison time. Well, at least jail time. Uh, According to Minnesota theft, he could get five years in prison and uh, for the and for the theft, up to ten years jail time for the Las Vegas heist. So, good luck, Sam. I mean, they, them. Hope everything works out for you. Hope that luggage was worth it. And for you internet sleuths, I would try to get a hold of his schedule, and then you could try to back up and get the uh, footage from the airports that he traveled in around the time frame in that window of his travel time and I would almost bet that it has happened at least two other times at least but you know two is enough I guess right because uh, you're stealing other people's property and you're doing it at an airport duh welcome welcome to chewing the fat (laughs) 
Isn't it interesting that Sam Bankman Freed, Fried, SBF, was arrested in the Bahamas yesterday? This coming a day before he said, I don't think I'll be arrested. Uh-huh. He was doing a, a Twitter space and said, I don't think I'll be arrested. And then he was arrested. So the attorney general for the Bahamas announced that the former CEO of FTX had been arrested in the island nation. American authorities explained that it came at their request. The U.S. criminal charges against SBF won't be unsealed until sometime today. But according to the New York Times, they will include wire fraud, wire fraud conspiracy, securities fraud, securities fraud conspiracy, and money laundering. What's interesting is that he was supposed to testify, albeit over Zoom, to Congress today. Huh. So he gets arrested and he won't be able to testify. Weird how that happens. Weird. I would uh, make sure that he is uh, looked after. <laughs> looked after carefully. Now, I know that, uh, you know, the alleged fraud comes from the collapse of the SBF crypto empire. I mean, it was worth $32 billion like a month ago. And then, nope, gone. Poof, poof. I mean, this guy was hailed as this hero. And now he's hailed as the, uh, you know, the new Bernie Madoff. Wow. I mean, fall from grace happened fast for the FTX King SBF. And we'll see what happens to all the celebrities that promoted it. I mean, they were actually just promoting the product and they were, you know, doing commercials for a company that they thought was good. So we'll see what comes of that because on the NFT side, uh, not the not the crypto side, but the NFT side, I know that Jimmy Fallon, Madonna, Serena Williams, and a bunch of other celebs are part of a class action lawsuit claiming they conspired to promote bored ape NFTs at inflated prices while taking hidden payoffs. So it wasn't just a commercial for money, according to the class action lawsuit. The celebrities promoting bored ape yacht club, non-fungible tokens, the NFTs, at uh, increased prices without disclosing their financial stakes or personal interests, thereby misleading invest investors and violating both state and federal laws. The, the suit details how celebrity promoters allegedly engaged in unlawful, unfair, and deceptive practice practices, played a significant and lucrative role in a conspiracy engineered by Hollywood elites. Wait, what? The NFTs weren't a good deal? Come on, now? So, according to the blockchain startup company behind uh, BAYC NFTs, <laughs> the Bored Ape Yacht Club NFTs, along with various executives and celebrities, uh, the crypto payments startup MoonPay was also named along with the defendants. So the Suit claims that Yuga Labs conspired with highly connected Hollywood talent agents, uh, agent Guy Ossery and MoonPay to promote and sell a suite of digital assets. Hmm. So I guess that they made a deal and they wanted to leverage the network of the A-list musicians, athletes, and celebrities to misleadingly promote and sell the financial products. That's going to be tough to prove. I, I mean, if they have they have actual proof that that happened okay we'll see 
Uh, you know, these get people were doing commercials for these companies and something that they believed in at the time. They did a commercial for it, and the company was the one that was not disclosing all their all their risks. So, I mean, good luck again uh, from chewing the fat. Uh, good luck, God bless. Oh, and I failed to mention that uh, Orion capsule, NASA's Orion capsule, came back to Earth after successfully completing a 25-day mission around the moon. Uh, it uh, re-entered Earth's atmosphere at nearly 25,000 miles an hour, 32 times the speed of sound, while sweating through outside temperatures of about 5,000 degrees Fahrenheit. That seems a little warm. But the two sets of parachutes helped slow it down to a gentle 20 mile an hour when it splashed down into the Pacific Ocean and we saw it land uh, and splash down in the ocean. Uh, we are now, uh, you know, the stakes are huge for this um, Orion uh, to happen. I mean, that needs to happen, right? And so, uh, you know, we they're going to attempt to land humans on the moon again uh, in, in two flights away, right? So we have the next flight, which will happen. That will just have humans on it and not land. And then uh, the next one, will land on the moon, which would probably happen in 2025 or 2026. Um, Orion, actually, just a little, you know, FYI, uh, Orion splashed down 50 years to the day that astronauts last landed on the moon. So, that's kind of a, you know, just an FYI. Now, also, before Orion splashed down, a SpaceX rocket blasted off carrying a lunar lander made by Japanese company iSpace. If the iSpace vehicle makes a successful landing, it'll be the first time a private company accomplished the feat. To date, only the US, China, and Russia have successfully completed what's called soft landings on the moon. Now, iSpace was formed in order to compete in the Google Lunar X Prize competition, but its ambitions have ballooned since then. Now it's aiming to create an economically viable ecosystem around the moon Uh, okay but this historic landing isn't going to happen for a long time uh orion took five days to reach the moon ispace mission i guess is taking the long road i'm not sure they're taking the back roads or the access roads and having to stop at all the stop signs and the red lights because that's not supposed to land until april of 2023 so i'm not sure I mean, somebody made the wrong turn already? I'm not sure. (laughs) Anyway, so we have that to look forward to. And there's a lot happening in space. I mean, NASA has awarded a Texas company, uh, I don't know, $57, $60 million for a lunar construction system. Uh, The White House said they planned, uh, you know, living on the moon and mining its resources. Okay, do we know the moon actually has resources? I don't know. I mean, Elon wants to use the moon as a launching point to Mars. So, I mean, we do need to have some kind of construction system on the moon. So that is coming. You know, speaking of helmets and what's happening, I saw uh, an ad for the Dyson's Zone air purifying headphones. And they have headphones and then around the front has an air purifying breathing system for you to wear. And would you wear that? I don't know. It's like a thousand dollars. I'm sorry, nine hundred and forty-nine dollars. And you know, it looks like if you ever watched Batman, it looks like kind of a Bane face mask. 
but you know, I get it. You know, you want to breathe, you know, fresh air. And if you're traveling, might work. Okay, uh, be better. Like I probably, I would venture to say that this is better than just wearing a stupid cloth mask over your face. But uh, you know, having said that, you know, I don't know that I would actually wear one, and I don't know that they have a headphone face mask for the breathing system for a fat guy head. But I don't know that. Now, my question is, is that I've said for years, years that we need to just wear helmets, wear helmets, just like the, the NASA helmets or the, just think of a motorcycle helmet. All right. With the glass, with the, with the, the visor glass top, the visor glass top is your computer screen and you can access any information you want on that screen. That's your phone. You can talk to people with your helmet on. You can access information on your screen. Plus, you can look through and look at live things that are happening in your face right now. I just, I feel like that's the wave. I'm, I'm willing to do it. Uh, I feel like when we see pictures of aliens, this is just me. <laughs> Welcome to Coast to Coast AM. Uh... I feel like when we see pictures of aliens with like one eye, that's like us in the future with wearing a helmet with just, you know, one face guard in front of us. So I'm willing to wear the helmet, to be honest. I want that to be my phone. I can access videos, information, email, all of it right there. Uh, I don't have to, I don't have to carry anything. Well, you have to carry a helmet, but I don't have to carry anything. I just wear my helmet and you know, that's all of it, everything just in the helmet and the helmet would be cheap probably only i don't know 20 30 million dollars <laughs> i get you a good one for 10 million you really do that now okay good i mean i don't know how much it would cost to mass produce something like that an awful lot for sure but just try to think ahead a little bit that's all all right let's go to the break room i need something cold to drink desperately <laughs> So Jennifer Lawrence has broken, I guess she was silent after being, you know, destroyed uh, after she said this uh, in an interview that was released uh, from Variety as she uh, was doing an interview with uh, What's-Her-Face, Viola Davis, with a sit-down, as they call it, with uh, actors on actors series and she had this to say i remember when i was doing hunger games nobody had ever put a woman in the lead of an action movie because it wouldn't work we were told girls and boys can both identify with a male lead but boys cannot identify with a female lead oh absolutely oh absolutely makes me so happy every single time i see a movie come out that just blows through Every single one of those beliefs and proves that it is just a lie to keep certain people out of the movies, to keep certain people in the same positions that they've always been in. Yes, that they've always been in. I know, Jen. I mean, let's let's just sit back and think about that for a little bit. Um, You know, we talked about uh, who, uh, you know, Linda Hamilton, uh, Uma Thurman... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Charlie's Angels. Uh, there were plenty of uh, other females uh, prior to uh, Hunger Games. Well, Jen uh, had to react because people said, hey, 
doofus. What the hell are you talking about? <laughs> now, she claims now that, hey, wait a second. That's certainly not what I meant to say at all. Well, that is what you said. I know that I'm not the only woman who has ever led an action film. Oh, really? I mean, that's kind of what you imply. What I meant to emphasize was how good it feels, referring to the outdated belief that women are not suited to star in action movies. And I meant that with Viola to blow past these old myths that you hear about, about the chatter that you would hear around that kind of thing. Uh, but it was my blunder, and it came out wrong. I had nerves talking to a living legend. Did you, Jed? Did you? <laughs> okay. All right. Well, I guess all is forgiven then. Uh, no problem. We, I mean, you know what? We forgive you for being an idiot. No problem. I see where, uh, speaking of actresses, uh, Emily Blunt was doing a uh, podcast interview called uh, Smartless Podcast. I, I love Smartless Podcast. I've never heard it, so I don't know if it's any good or not. But she did an interview for a Smartless Podcast. And she's 39 now. And she was recalling her Hollywood co-star uh, delivering some tough love on the set of the 2014 action flick, Edge of Tomorrow. That was okay. I mean, it was worth a watch. Uh, Tom Cruise. Uh, it was okay. Now, the headline makes it seem worse than how she explains it. The headline is Emily Blunt says Tom Crowe told her to stop being such a pussy on the film set. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm not, am I supposed to say that word? And uh, so you think, oh my gosh, Tom, what a douche. What are you doing? <laughs> but when you hear the story, he really didn't say it like that. All right. She goes on to explain that when you hear the word tactical, you think, uh, that sounds nice and cozy. There was nothing cozy about the suits they were wearing. It was 85 pounds. It was so heavy. The first time I put it on, I started to cry. And Tom didn't know what to do. So she she said that uh, Tom just stood there and looked at her for a little while. Didn't know what to do. And then he just he said, hey, stop being such a pussy. He's <laughs> just telling her, come on, let's go, let's get it done. He wasn't trying to be mean about it. He didn't know what to do. He was just being nice. She said, uh, uh, but in a good way, he just stared at me for a long time, not knowing what to do. Come on, stop being such a pussy, okay? And uh, that got her, you know, to laugh and. And they did the movie and she made whatever huge amount of money that she made for the movie. So, I mean, the headlines are trying to make Tom look out to be a bad guy when actually he was just trying to get this woman to do her job. And in a nice way, stop being so much of a p***. <laughs> oh, we've got Avatar Avatar 2 The Way of Water is finally here. Starting, hits the theaters on Friday. Maybe even late Thursday night if you can get tickets. Man, how excited are you? So the runtime is only 3 hours and 10 minutes. That's not bad. According to James Cameron, uh, Mr. Uh, we Have to Get Rid of Testosterone, um, it's only the duration of an NFL game 
and it's necessary because there are more characters to service. Oh, okay. So we'll see how the way of water, uh, hashtag avatar, the way of water, uh, does. I'm sure, I mean, obviously it's going to be number one, but we'll see if it's going to actually have some kind of, uh, some kind of base for reaching the numbers that they certainly hope it does. I know the one actor, uh, Joel David Moore, he was asked about uh, the movie and he said, you don't need to watch the first avatar to understand. Wait, what? Yeah, they're good on their own. <laughs> but he said, hey, 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 you know, you absolutely should see the first one. But who hasn't seen the first Avatar? Don't put your hand up like I haven't, Jeff. I've never seen that movie. You know you have. Even if you caught a little bit of it uh, uh, on TV at some movie channel, not one of the pay-per-views but just regular TV airing Avatar with commercials. You know you've watched it. I like watching it. Um, I like putting it on. It's a good movie to put on and not have to really watch because there's some really good scenes in it, but you don't have to watch the whole thing, and it's a long movie. I like that. So I don't know that I'm going to see Avatar 2 at the theater. I really, poof, man, I'm questioning my, <laughs> my ability to sit through the way of water for three hours and ten minutes. Oof, that's a that's a tough thought for me. <laughs> I don't know. And we have a Sunday. I mean, look, we got Yellowstone in the rounds. We're smack dab in the middle of the Yellowstone season. We've got uh, Tulsa King, which has been really fun to watch on Paramount Plus. And starting Sunday, the premiere of 1923 with Harrison Ford and Helen Mirren. It's going to be awesome. I'm so looking forward to that. So that begins this weekend too. So we got a lot of NFL football and we've got, uh, 1923 on Paramount plus. So, and you can go see avatar too, if you have time in there. I don't know if you're allowed to watch NFL football and then go see avatar two, or if you should see avatar two, and then you probably won't want to watch NFL football because as like James Cameron says, a testosterone is a toxin. So. And if you're listening live, today is the 13th of December, 2022. So the premiere of 1923 will be on the 18th of December. So depending on when you're listening to the show, you should be listening to it every day, to be honest. Uh, If you're listening right now and you're not a subscriber, what are you doing with your life? Uh, It's free to subscribe to Chewing the Fat. You should subscribe on whatever platform warms the little innards of your soul. And then if that platform allows you to rate and review the podcast, it should always be, you know, 20 stars, best podcast ever. Uh, But if you are listening now and you're not a subscriber, uh, nobody likes a freeloader, okay? Uh, Yes, it's free. Everybody likes free stuff, but no one likes a freeloader, especially you. Okay, being a freeloader. So subscribe to Chewing the Fat. No, 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 I I like you. But if people find out that you're a freeloader, wow, you are falling down a bad path. (laughs) So you should subscribe and stop being a freeloader, okay? And just be thankful you're getting something for free. Uh, You can always email the show, chewingthefat at theblaze.com. You can follow me on Instagram, Jeff Fisher Radio. Facebook is Jeff Fisher Radio. And Twitter is at JeffyJFR. And oh my gosh, do we have some Twitter news. I know that uh, Twitter Blue is finally rolling out. Is that a done deal now? I guess we've started that now. It's $8 a month. 
uh, if purchased on the web or $11 a month if bought through Apple's App Store. Uh, I guess you're going to be able to add a verification check mark to your profile, gain access to other features. Uh, we'll see if it works out. I am still a blue check mark at JeffyJFR. I want to see how it goes uh, before I actually decide if I'm going to drop the old $8 a month for the blue check mark. Is it worth it? I, you know, maybe it is. Maybe it is. I don't know. Elon's the, you know, <laughs> Elon's the enemy number one of the world, criminal number one of the world right now. I mean, he's closed the company's safety and trust council. They're pissed about that. He's having a yard sale. Well, not really a yard sale, more of an auction. Uh, the auction is going to begin on January 17th. And it's going to last over 24 hours, according to the auction facilitator site, Heritage Global Partners. They're going to be auctioning off hundreds of items from its San Francisco headquarters to the public, including a high-powered espresso machine, a statue of its logo, stationary bikes. <laughs> uh, the six-foot sculpture of the at symbol, a decorated with plants, and of course, a three-foot bird sculpture of the Twitter logo. That might be cool to have. At some point, I don't know where the hell you'd put it, uh, but you know, office supplies, chairs, desks, computers. <laughs> I do need some computers. I could use a, I could use a new laptop, uh, maybe, maybe even a couple. So there's a meat and cheese slicer, an industrial vegetable dryer, an industrial size oven, perfect for pizzas. So I mean, he's trying to make a little cash back with a yard sale. <laughs> he claims he's losing four million a day. So anyway, uh, you gotta love Elon Musk, even if you hate him, you gotta love him. He's public enemy number one. That's for sure. mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Who died today? Who died today? We have quite a list <laughs> on who died today. Man, I'll tell you that. Uh, we have Cher's mother, Georgia Holt. I feel like I may have mentioned her before, but uh, you know, I don't want to. I don't want to miss her. Uh, she's dead at the age of ninety-six. Cher's mother, uh, Georgia Holt, dead at ninety-six. Uh, she tweeted this weekend that uh mom is gone she's i mean Cher is 76 so you knew mom mom was 20 when she had share and i guess that's mom's claim to fame was having share anyway georgia holt rest in peace dead at the age of 96 june blair dead at the age of 90 june blair was uh Married to David Nelson from 61 to 75, but she was in The Adventures of Ozzie and Harriet, uh, Playboy Playmate in her day. I know. <laughs> Think about it. She was a beloved mom, 
she passed away at her home in Sherman Oaks, California, of natural causes. So, June Blair, dead at the age of 90. Carl Kleinschmidt. And you think to yourself, Carl Kleinschmidt. Yeah, a writer on the Dick Van Dyke Show and MASH died at 85 years of age. Uh, so, he also created... Uh, uh, First and Ten, the HBO football comedy. I uh, worked with the Dick Van Dyke Show, as I said, at MASH. So, uh, Carl Kleinschmidt, dead at the age. I want to give him his, before I finish him off here, I mean, he also wrote for, uh, you know, the Doris Day Show and Gomer Pyle and the courtship of Eddie's father and Love American Style. He was a working fool. Welcome back, Cotter, uh, The Love Boat. I mean, he was uh, he was a working fool. He he wrote uh, Middle Age Crazy, starring Bruce Dern and Anne Margaret. Kiss Shot, starring Whoopi Goldberg. So I mean, he was a busy man. He did some he did some great writing uh, for television. Carl Kleinschmidt, dead at the age of eighty five. Hawaii's last princess at dies at the age of ninety six with her wife. 69 by her side she inherited the princess inherited the uh sugar plantation from her dad uh which was worth i don't know two or three hundred million dollars she bred race racehorses and uh she you know did a lot of things for the native hawaiian people since she was called the last hawaiian princess uh abigail kenanoki kakalik <laughs> I'm sure that's exactly how she pronounced it. Uh, Abigail K-I-N-O-I-K-I-K-E-K-A-U-L-I-K-E-K-A-W-A-N-A-N-A-K-O-A. So, the last Hawaiian princess dead at the age of 96. That's a fascinating story, too, because in the end she had a stroke. And they tried to, uh, you know, kind of get her get her money moved around and stuff. And uh, the girlfriend, or the wife, uh, 69, they tried to say that she was out of her mind. And she came back and said, no, 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 no. I'm not out of my mind. Uh, I want my money to go to her. And we'll take care of the rest of the Hawaiian. You know, I'll donate all this other stuff to Hawaii. Okay, cool. All right, good. Also, sad news. Uh, I guess, well, all of these are sad news, actually, in our Who Died Today segment. Uh, Mississippi State head football coach Mike Leach, dead at the age of 61. Yes, uh, there were reports of his death prematurely, and I don't know that it was actually premature. I just think that it hadn't been officially announced yet. Uh, some people knew, some people didn't, so it was never official. So the people that were reporting his death, they were saying, no, he's not dead yet, and nobody's ever said he's dead. He just suffered a massive heart attack, and he's in the hospital. He's in serious condition. Well, uh, he passed away uh, last night, for those of you listening live. Uh, today is Tuesday, the 13th of 2022. He passed away Monday night at the University of Mississippi Medical Center in Jackson, uh, following complications from a heart condition. He reportedly suffered a massive heart attack when he was airlifted to the hospital. He was suffering from, uh, he had pneumonia most of the season. He said he was battling pneumonia most of the season. Huh. Huh. That's weird that he would be battling an illness as a 61-year-old head coach in college football. Uh, huh. During the 
you know, during the COVID stuff. Anyway, uh, Mike was always, uh, you know, a highlight uh, reel himself as far as a head coach. I know he got in trouble at Texas Tech. I've seen him coach a couple of times. He was coaching at Texas Tech when uh, my son was playing at Missouri and we played Texas Tech uh, during that time. He got in trouble with Craig James uh, with some disciplinary stuff. And so he got fired and then they ran him off. And then he ended up coming back to coaching because he's a great coach. And then he was ended up in uh, Mississippi, at Mississippi State in 2020. Anyway, Mike Leach, dead at the age of 61. Also, one more death in Who Died Today. This just came down. Uh, Stuart Margolin, best known for his Emmy-winning role in The Rockford Files. He was Angel in The Rockford Files. Dead at the age of 82 from natural causes, of course. I mean, he may have actually been in the shows written by Carl Kleinschmidt because he was in uh, <laughs> Love American Style, Mary Tyler Moore Show, Partridge Family. He appeared in those shows. So those shows may have been written by Carl Kleinschmidt, who was also in our Who Died Today segment. But uh, Stuart, uh, you may remember him also in the, uh, uh, the film Death Wish with Charles Bronson, the first Death Wish, because uh, Margolin plays the developer who gives Bronson uh, a tour of the gun range and later gives him a gun which starts Charles down the Death Wish road. So, and he was great as Angel, and he, he was just a he was just a really good character actor, and he was you know fun to watch on the screen. So very sad. Stuart Margolin dead at the age of eighty two. Whew! Felt like I was writing the obituary page in the old newspapers. <laughs> Oh, my grandfather always used to say, oh, you got to check the obituaries every day to make sure I'm not in there. No kidding. <laughs> so that's a heck of a list today in Who Died Today. All right, what is happening around the globe and in the United States of America. We have the Supreme Court rejecting a bid by major tobacco companies to block a statewide ban on flavored tobacco products that was voted in by Californians last month. Uh, the companies, including Newport maker R.J. Reynolds, told the court that menthol cigarettes account for around one-third of the state's cigarette sales and argued that a ban ran afoul of federal law. The ban is scheduled to take effect next week, making California the second state to outlaw such products. Wow. I mean, you want to talk about just trying to create a black market for goods. That is, you want to make some money, you can start smuggling in menthol cigarettes to California. Just incredible. Just incredible. Uh, we have the World Cup happening. Oh my gosh. The World Cup final is going to be held on Sunday. Another thing we can look forward to this weekend, but uh, we'll see who actually ends up in the finals. We have uh, Morocco uh, taking on France tomorrow. And today, Tuesday the 13th, we have uh, Croatia taking on uh, Argentina with the Lionel Messi. So it's probably a good bet that it's going to be Argentina and France in the finals. But the way this World Cup has played out, you just never know. Croatia's on quite a hot streak. I don't know that they can beat Argentina, but 
you know, we'll see. And uh, could Morocco beat France? Hey, I don't think so. So I'm pretty sure I'd be willing to bet. I would be willing to bet. If I were to put money on the World Cup, who was going to play in the final on Sunday, it would be France versus, versus Argentina. But, you know, don't use me as an excuse. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Brazil was supposed to beat Croatia too, and then Croatia beats Brazil on penalty kicks? Give me a break. Just incredible. Did you see where uh, the Keystone Pipeline leaked more than 14,000 barrels of oil in Kansas last week? Almost enough to, you know, fill a swimming pool. Ooh. So according to the AP, it's the largest spill in the pipeline's history. It's not the only one. Counting this, uh, the pipeline has leaked more crude onto U.S. land than any other pipeline since 2010, nearly 26,000 barrels total. Okay, so 14,000 is the size of a pool. So 26,000 is what? Less than two pools. So it really, while they try to make it sound like a lot, it doesn't. it's not really a lot. Uh, and it's still, they, it's still, we need that pipeline. Uh, TC Energy will be able to get it back up and running again after shutting it down when the spill started. So what caused the leak is the question. Is it sabotage or, you know, just repairs? But really, when you break it down as the amount of oil that goes through that pipeline, uh, 26,000 barrels have leaked since 2010 in 12 years. I feel like that pipeline's working just fine. No, I don't want any land to have oil on it. No, it shouldn't have any leaks. I know, I got it. But I just feel like that's really not that bad. Uh, that is, uh, you know, the cost of doing business. You bastard. I know, I know, I know. Oil uh, killing some sort of bugs on the land in Kansas is the cost of doing business. That's just, it's just the way I think. And I'm not an oil man. Well, I guess I kind of am at heart. And I see where our lawmakers, our leaders in Washington, D.C., you know, the grand poobahs of this country, they face a deadline by Friday, a Friday deadline, to avoid a partial government shutdown. Let's all bow our heads for just a moment and hope and pray that that government shutdown happens. Ready? Okay. Thank you. Oh my gosh, the, uh, nothing barely gets shut down. Everything is, everybody considers themselves uh, essential workers. And those who are, are still under the non-essential government services, they all end up just getting paid when the government reopens. So it's just due, it just happens to be a funding lapse. So I have no problem with the government shutdown. I mean, let's shut it down and get a budget on these people. In fact, let's just shut it down. <laughs> <laughs> what do you say? Let's just shut it down. Okay. I see also earlier, uh, Apple, uh, last week, I think two women sued the company over its air tags. Apple markets the, uh, quarter size smart device devices as a super easy way to track personal items, keys, purses, wallets. You put the Apple air tag in and you can know exactly where it is at all times. But according to a lawsuit, the device has become the weapon of choice for stalkers and abusers. Oh no. One plaintiff says her ex tracked her location by placing an air tag on her car. How is this Apple's fault? How? Okay, so another alleges her former partner tracked her by putting the device in their child's backpack. While Apple called air tags stalker proof, 
when they first launched it later acknowledged reports of bad actors using them for malicious and criminal purposes. Yeah, I mean, that's going to happen with any product. So in February, the company added safeguards to the devices, like alerting people if an air tag is following them, but the lawsuit calls them woefully inadequate and says the benefits of air tags do not outweigh the risk. Boy, I would disagree with that. I know. I know, I get that there are bad actors and nobody wants to be stalked and you shouldn't be stalked and you shouldn't be abused. I know that. But, my gosh, it's not Apple's fault that someone is using a product they made to stalk you. I just I just don't see how... I mean, maybe in today's world it is. Maybe, you know what, what the heck do I know about today's world anymore? Because every time I think, ah, that can't happen. It does. So maybe we just live with, we do that. Okay? Maybe we just do that. That's our that's our new motto here on Chewing the Fat. The moment you think, no, no, that can't happen. Yes, it can. Stream and subscribe to more Blaze Media content at theblaze.com slash podcasts.